Well, this video's been a long time coming, and here it is. Brace yourselves. I'm going to tell you something that I've alluded to in five or six videos, I think. But then, because people always just ask me, how do I get done? Well, we're finally going to say what I want to say, which is that I don't think you should get a job. <laughs> what about that curveball? <laughs> Jesus. Shane Warnspin's got nothing of that shit. I don't even know if he was a spitballer, so I'll just move on to a subject that I know anything about at all, which is starting up a business. And when I say that, I know slightly more than I do about whether or not one of the greatest bowlers of all time was a speedballer or a fast baseball. I don't know much about starting a business, but what I do know about it is the ethos that goes behind it. Because as we've said before, you know, the why is 80%, the how is 20%. So forget the how. There's probably a bunch of boring Harvard lectures from, you know, MBAs on how to start up a business and have a business proposal. That's not the most important part. The most important part is why you should start up a business. And I will say is this. If you go into an organization, particularly the bigger ones, the bigger an organization gets, the more groupthink comes into play. The more there is an ethos that is being pushed onto you that molds you as a person. That when you're in those office meetings, you're too scared to arc up and say, and I know that there's books that say like, you know, leap forward, make sure you say something at every meeting. But even if you are saying that, guess what happens? There's just a bunch of other people sitting around with groupthink that just sit there and just go, does not register. And then it's like you said nothing at all. Maybe if you're the CEO, you can sort of change the direction of that company's culture. Do you want to spend your entire life getting to that position? Maybe only to be backstabbed by the CFO at the last minute and then taking out, you know, such a bad alternative. Six million dollars in shares that will double. Anyway, <laughs> but... If you are in one of these institutions, first off, you are kind of at the mercy of what the ethos of that institution is. And just human beings, impressionable as they are, when they are in those situations, just the people that you are talking to mostly on a day-to-day -day basis, even if you don't like them, even if you don't respect them, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. All that matters is that they know how to speak a language that you know how to communicate in. And as long as they're doing that, they will start impressing upon you their beliefs and values, vice versa, I guess. But when you're in a business and you're in a large structure corporation, all of the, the you know, the, the culture that has been there for the 50 years before you entered the picture, that just starts going fish, straight into your mind. And the thing is, most of these businesses have really shit ethoses. Like, and dude, why do you even want to have the ethos of quick copy? Anyway, so, that's my first reason is why you should start up your own business because you can create a culture that is your own. And judging by the fact that you're watching these self-help videos, religiously I hope, the fact that you are doing that, I think means that you will start the ethos with a better, I'm just gonna say ethos again, better ethos. So that's the first point. The first point is that you can create something and you will be able to create it. Anybody who always says that 80% of businesses fail, yeah, what they forget though is that the, I think it's something like it completely flips. 80% of people that start up a second business, they have a successful business because they've learned all the mistakes from that. And if you're in your 20s especially, you've got no dependents unless you're a lad and then you've probably got three kids to three different mums. But everybody else, when you're this young, you should be taking as many risks as you possibly can. 
Because if you are not taking those risks, life is not going to get easier the older you get. You're gonna have more dependents, more responsibilities, more mortgages. All of those things start stacking up and it becomes harder and harder for you to take risks. So while you're young, one of the things that you should be starting is a business because it doesn't matter if it fails. Even if you get bankrupt, yeah, okay, it's not ideal. Being bankrupt isn't the goal, but if you do get bankrupted, there's still room to go. It's not as good as what it is in the US where they, they seem to, like, if you go bankrupt, you become president of the United States. They really like the idea of you becoming bankrupt. But here, there's penalties that are encroached, but they're not debilitating. And the fact that you even went to the point where you went bankrupt, it shows that you got bombs. You got guts, but kid. And the fact that you have goods for means that you're able to get up and go on further to the point that you make something that is actually successful. So, I would wear that as a badge of honor anyway if I was succeeding. Like, that's so good, like just Christopher Scase's soul looking down on me right now, being like, finally, the recognition I deserve. But, with your reason, obviously. The other thing that I think that I find very scary when I think about people that are in an employee scenario is that they are putting all of their effort, there is this, there is, and, and be honest, you have this in the back of your mind as an employee, all times. Even if you're the top of your field, it is just the fact that your paycheck is at the mercy of a paymaster. You are thinking, fuck, what if I get fired? All your life. And so it filters the rest of your decisions. And I think just being there, it means that for the rest of your life, you are not living up to your potential. When you open up a business, you are forced to strive. You, you become a predator. You only kill what you eat. When you're an employee, you're a battery farm hen. No offense. And there might be different scenarios where that's not exactly true, right? As we said before, the best employee-employer relationship is where it's kind of just cooperative and everybody knows what they're doing and their roles are and it's kind of just this exchange of ideas. In smaller organizations, I think that that's true. But when you get to the big ones, even when you get to a school-sized one where there's a staff of 20 people, even when it gets to those, you still are getting shaped by groupthink and fear in the back of your head every day. I have to do this, otherwise there's gonna be these responses. And a lot of that is just psychological and built up in your own head. Probably doesn't even exist. I don't know, you tell me. But when you're a boss, the fear comes from, fuck, my enterprise is going to collapse. I need to get this enterprise to work. So you're putting all of your effort into something that, and it's again, not about the fact that it will make you more money in the end, although it will. It's not necessarily that. That isn't the end goal. It's the fact that you're your own person and you're putting your own imprint on the planet instead of just fulfilling the wishes and the destiny of someone else. That's why I think you should be aiming for a business. It comes down to everything, like, it, look, it forces you to be more creative, it forces you to grow more as a person, it's not just the vessel itself, it's the idea behind going your own way. That's the real romantic, this is what you always get in self-help and it's, it's kind of true, it's, just, it's completely converse to what you learn in politics, which is that, you know, most people in business are evil assholes, and look, that's definitely true. <laughs> But what's also true is the fact that if you are starting up your own business, you don't have to take on those values. It's just that those values usually came from the 1900s and they've just been passed on, right? So when you're thinking about whether you want to be an employee or an employer, I say take the grant every time. You can go to Centrelink right now and they will have people that will fulfill the how for you because they want you to get the fuck off Centrelink. 
But the other thing is, if you start up a business, not only are you not a tax burden, you are a <laughs> wealth creator, as they say, but it's true because you are creating something in the world that wasn't there. For a business to be successful, a business has to either fulfill the needs of someone better than its current competitors or it needs to fulfill the needs of businesses that aren't doing it now. Which means that if you are a successful businessman, you have done something that is needed in society if you're a successful one to some degree. Now, yes, as we just alluded to before, there's going to be people that sit there and say that, you know, have you ever read Chomsky? Bitch, please. I fucking made Chomsky a fucking household name to Australian kids, all right? I've read fucking Chomsky. I know the downside of business. I'm talking about the upside of it now. Because it's not like every business is evil, is it? There's a lot of businesses out there that just, I don't know, create mulch out of worm compost and shit. That's a business. You can figure out a way to serve society in a positive way and better instead of sitting there being a little pet, too scared, like constant. And also just like the, the other sad thing I think about it is, is that like if you are an employee, you're just not living out your full potential. You're not pushing yourself to that point. Like if you become bankrupt, especially in your 20s, look, as uh, I don't know, I already said it, but look, I, I will stress this point again. You went there. You went there. If you're an employee, you're just constantly living in this kind of fear of not, and, and like the, the fear kind of just plays on itself. And so you just do enough to get that next paycheck. That's what your whole life kind of becomes. It's kind of just focusing on keeping and maintaining that paycheck. I know that there's going to be people that are employees that are just going to be like, whoa, man, you're just like completely shitting <laughs> on my entire life. And I understand that there needs to be people that are come, come for their calling in life and become like, you know, teachers and paramedics and especially in the public sector, no hate for anybody who's an employee there. But I'm just talking about people that are really in soulless jobs, like the NBC, or, you know, like working a quick copy and shit like that. Dude, no. <laughs> like, yes, there is employees that are doing a valuable service that needs to be done that's what Friendly Geordies is all about, trying to push for those guys to have a life of dignity. That's great. But if you aren't one of those people and you're just getting a paycheck, that is a really debilitating way to live your life. And that means, like, I, I will guarantee you this. At some point in your life, maybe it's your 40s, maybe it's your 50s, maybe it's your deathbed. At some point you will think, I should have pushed for more. That is the regret of most old people. It's never the things they didn't do. It's, yeah, sorry, it is the things they didn't do. It's the things they didn't do. It, like, survey after survey, people on their deathbed are always just like, I, sh I wish I tried that. I think that that's what a business allows you to do. It allows you to expand your being. What a hippie. That has, this has to be the most hippie video ever on the concept of starting up a business. And I stick by it. Like the video, give you more questions. And I'll impart more of these hippie ramblings onto you. You, you. you don't own a business, man. You are the business.